Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 482 of the Drunk Treasure Podcast. I'm host, always, I'm Tyler. And joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Cables. What's up, buddy? Dude, I am in such a good mood right now. And not just because we just got done watching a couple different types of videos before recording, but, uh, oh man, it's been an interesting week, dude. It's, uh, work stuff has been pretty busy. There is a little thing that happened, like my workplace earlier on this week, which uh, I'm still kind of laughing about subconsciously. So we have this bulletin board in the back, right? And it's right behind my workstation. And my boss sometimes has me go through and update the list of uh, products we don't take for, like, donation purposes. And mm-hmm. so I write down the usual ones, blah, 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 and so on and so forth. So I have a little running gag to where I put one item on that list and stuff that uh, is a joke that we don't take. First time I ever did it, I just put down ducks. And the reason why I put down ducks is because I wanted to see how quickly it is for everyone else to go forth to read the board and notice, what? <laughs> and uh, what's funny is the only person that noticed something was up was uh, my immediate supervisor. He noticed that like uh, a couple days after I did that. But uh, I stealthily, like the week before, updated it to where I wrote down like a particular thing down on there. And uh, what's kind of hilarious, like, around last Tuesday, my 70-something-year-old co-worker is, like, on the phone with, like, uh, with someone that's asking questions about what we don't take. And I, I'm i working on my station, right? And I'm just hearing this at my station. is like, yeah, we don't take air mattresses. We don't take, like, uh, headboards and footboards. Let's see. Let's see. Headboards and footboards. Let's see here. Uh, no Johns. And all of a sudden... <laughs> and all of a sudden, my... Like myself, my boss, and my my other supervisor, we just started laughing. He's like, <laughs> my boss is like, oh, that was a good one. <laughs> it's like, what does it mean, no chance? And what's hilarious is that the the, the guy that she was talking to was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no Johns. And he was like, <laughs> I had to explain to my boss what exactly that meant. No Johns. But no, complain- uh, no complaining in Smash Brothers. Yeah, pretty much. I pretty much just said, like, no complaining, no excuses. But uh, other than that, though, man, my, I've been been still fairly into playing Elden Ring. I'll tell you this. Since last week where Tyler showed me, like, a farming video that uh, is actually kind of like in a late game world. How to milk cows? Del- well, no. No. No, that's not until the extra DLC content. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, uh... No, I've been sticking to this farming place, right? I'm trying to, uh, I was trying to this week get at a respectable level and respectable build amount to where I could easily have a better time playing against some of the game's bosses. But, uh, yeah, other than that, though, today was just like a pretty fun day because uh, it was the first day where we didn't have like our mass restraints any longer because the state of Washington and especially inside of uh, my county. Yeah, this is is like, okay, we're dropping all restrictions. We're going to go forward. You can still wear masks when you need to, blah, blah, blah. It's your choice. So everybody that was shopping in the store, everyone else that was like around, any business I was going to today was actually like a chill atmosphere. It wasn't like the usual sort of like dull hustle and bustle. It was more like, oh, oh yeah, this is actually pretty fun. Hey. Yeah. That was a fun time, personally. But uh, Tyler, how have you been doing? Uh, doing okay, you know, you know, another week, another uh, dollar, uh, you know, as, as they say, um, but, uh, yeah, I'm doing okay, nothing too exciting, crazy with me, had a uh, dinner with the family today, so that was nice, and, nice. uh, went out, had some steaks, so that was good, uh, 
enjoyed that. Um, yeah, but you know, it's kind of a normal, normal. It's not a normal week for Tyler. You know, I haven't got a chance to play really any game. Well, not so much. I've had a chance this week to play games. Just uh, I mean, I'm like in that weird in between phase where you just kind of like I'll, I'll dabble in some things here and there, pick some up, play it for a little bit, and then it's like yeah, I'm not really clicking with it right now. Um, but mostly just been watching uh, TV shows and stuff like that, like trying to uh, watch Supernatural. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. I I was really into that show when it like for like years when it came out, uh, and then like, uh, like there's like I think like 15 or 16 seasons, but it was like the, the second to last season I just like never got around to watching, so I've got like mm-hmm. I've had like two I've like it's 16 seasons or something like 15 or 16, and I'm like I've got like I was sitting there like scrolling through like Netflix just trying to find something to watch. I'm like, I was like well, I was like six or seven episodes into it. And I'm like, like I I've watched like some of these episodes and it's like, I kind of like, you know, it kind of got kind of, it, it has been, it's been up and down as far as quality goes for a while. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, I might as well just fucking finish this. So, um, I'm, I'm watching that now. So that's pretty much it for with me. So, so anyway. have you ever, have you ever gotten to a place like in terms of uh, watching a TV show where it's like, there is so much to process, like within the, especially like with an hour-long program or something like that. I'm referring to my, I'm actually referring to myself like years ago when uh, I decided to watch the series Twin Peaks for the first time, and it mm. was like uh, it's like an hour per episode. Besides the uh, first episode was like about an hour and a half. It's about the length of a damn movie. But mm. uh, after like a couple episodes of watching it, I had to stop because my brain was fucking like trying to process all the shit that was going on. <laughs> Like, have you ever had that moment to where you've watched a couple of episodes and you're like, okay, uh, yeah, my brain can't catch up with this, man. I gotta give it a break for tonight. Uh, not like that. I mean, I think, like, the closest is, like, uh, The Expanse. Like, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people in, like, our talk ship group, a lot of people in general, like, rave about that show. Huh. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, I love, like, astronomy, so, like, anything that's, like, sci-fi related, I'm usually into. Uh, or I'll give it, like, you know, a, a, I'll give it more of a chance than I probably would have anything else. Um, like I like period pieces. I hate those movies and shows. Um, even like something like game of Thrones isn't really even for me, but, uh, uh, it was just so good. You know, there's always exceptions to the rules. Like I don't really care for like fantasy stuff, but like there's exceptions Lord of the ring movies and, uh, game of Thrones, stuff like that. But like, uh, I was talking to like a buddy, like, cause that was like, it's like one of his all time favorite shows. And he's been like hounding us forever to watch it. Uh, he's been like slowly converting more and more people over the years, and I watched like the first like five episodes, like when like the second season came out, and there was like I I don't know what it was like I just like, I was enjoying it but I just never went back to it so I found I'm like all right I'll like the last season like it was like the week the last season came out or something, and um, I'm like all right I'll I'll get, I'll sit down and watch it and so I got like through like I think like three or four episodes in the season two. And I was like, I, he was like, I was kind of like almost giving like progress reports as we go. And I'm just like, I'm not, it's just every episode is just started off by introducing new characters and like more characters. Like there's already, a, there's just a lot of characters in the show and it's introducing more and more characters. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think I really like this show. Like, I don't it's like, like a constant, well, like each episode is just like a new character and then add on a new character in that type of well, it, or something. Like, so like I think the characters are pretty interesting, but the pro like, and like there's like the main core characters they care about, like, but they would keep adding on more side characters, like, 
um, throughout. So you'd have more like, so like the, the, the most, the, the big part of the show would focus on the main, like four or five or six characters, but they right. kept adding on like more supporting casts that would intertwine with these, with the, with the, the main characters. And like, that was like every episode, like now, like this, the cast is just getting bigger. <laughs> it's like, everybody's like, Oh yeah. The first two seasons are like the roughest. But once again, I'm like, I'm not putting, you know, 15, 20 hours into something to, that you know, sounds like, complicated and daunting that it takes two seasons for it to truly try to expand itself. <laughs> part yeah. Of fun, but still. Part of, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I definitely see, can see like I was intrigued by it, but I was just like, I'm not intrigued enough to keep going. Like, like I, 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 it was a promising start. I actually like dig the main plot of the first season and where it was going. Mm. And I would like, like more of that, but I was just like, man, we're just, it's just getting the main focus is like where, where the main focus of the show was and where it went on to be from what I saw at least like it just I don't know I'm not like I don't think it was a bad show I just I'm like this is just it's just not a show for me you know um, yeah so I mean that that's the closest like I've ever gotten to like all right this is just too much for me to handle and like the wire I guess <laughs> like I, like like the, the people always talk about like Sopranos and the wire is like some of the greatest television ever but it's like one of those things I think for me is like trying to watch like Sopranos I watched like the first season of Sopranos I watched like I think like two seasons of the wire. It's like, I can recognize, like I can understand why these were great shows when they came out. But I was like, I'm trying to watch them like 2015 first shows that were in 1997. And it's like, I think I just kind of missed the boat on these ones. So it depends. It really just depends upon the show itself, the quality of it. Plus they are a product of their time. I mean, hell, Mm -hmm. there are some shows we will completely miss the boat of because it's like, you didn't, like you weren't there when it's initial run date, you know. I yeah. mean, I've I've encountered some shows like that too in the past. I mean, uh, I God, I'm trying to think of shows like that down the line, you know, it's not coming to me right now. But uh, for a good example of a show that is like from like a time long past and stuff, but I still enjoyed it very much to this day is like like a t- like a kid you not though. It's the whole Twin Peaks aspect of like the first season and a half and stuff like that. Because it's based upon like a fictional town in Washington State, and it's actually next to where like that one of the most like uh, renowned like waterfalls or something like that in Washington State. I forget the names of it, but but uh, anyway, it's just shows like that. We you know there's interweaving plots like with David Lynch and everything else like that. That sort of led itself to try to uh, tie itself together fairly nicely, and uh, it didn't matter whether or not that show was like in the early 90s in regards to its whole stunt. I mean, it did a fantastic job elaborating itself and making you intrigued with each episode because there was always one piece of the puzzle that was unveiled or one revelation that was unveiled or a couple of mindfuck things happening, especially with episode three of that damn show. That is pretty much what kind of convinced me to try to go ahead and, like, invest itself, you know, that you that I wanted to invest yeah. more into it. But, uh, yeah... Just encounter TV shows like that, you know, it's always a good thing when you find the right ones. Yeah, I, I think like TV, like it's like the rule of three, basically. Like, if it hasn't got you by the episode, the, by the third episode, you could probably just move on. But agreed. Yeah. So, but anyways, uh, this is not a TV podcast. This is the video game podcast. Um, <laughs> so, if you made it through all that, uh, thank you. Um, but if you're, while you're still here, uh, please like, follow, subscribe. Um, share whatever you could do to help us wherever you're listening to us at or watching us um, uh, please like follow share uh, in the show notes there should be a link tree and that will uh, click on that link and it will take you uh, and it'll show you 
uh, ways to click and give us links to wherever we're available on, whether it's podcast, whether it's podcast services or Facebook or Twitch or our Twitter or whatever, we're on them. So please, uh, you know, uh, do us a big favor, uh, give us a big thumbs up. Um, you know, if you're if you're watching on YouTube, please click the like button over there by Gable's junk area. <laughs> um, he will feel it and then he'll let me know, which is just really weird. But he always tells me whenever someone gives us a thumbs up. Um, I'm like, and how did you know? And he tells me and he explains it in grave detail. And I don't like it. So if you want to punish me, <laughs> click that like button. Uh, the thumbs up one, please. Uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, thank you uh, once again for checking us out. But uh, if you watched last week on YouTube, I apologize for some odd reason. OBS uh, just quit recording uh, the video portion uh, like 30 minutes in. And I didn't realize it until later. Uh, I, we had a, there was an update I had a, I did when I first booted up OBS, and I don't know if that was um, the issue or not. Uh, while we were bullshitting before we started recording, I recorded our conversation. Um, that, that's I'm not posting that. That was just us bullshitting like we normally do. But uh, right. just to make sure it didn't do it again, it didn't. Uh, so hopefully that's the case. And if you're watching this, that means it didn't happen. So uh, knock on wood uh, that didn't happen. I don't want to wake up my dog, so I knocked very quietly. Um, it's like more like a tap. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, once again, sorry about that. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. Um, but anyways, Gables, this is the drunk dashers podcast where, uh, well, I drink beer, drinks a beer right now. Uh, I, I, I drink some of those hard mountain dews Gables. Um, yeah, I drink the black cherry one and black cherry is my favorite, uh, of like the white claws and the Trulies. Um, and that one tastes like garbage. Uh, the, the hard mountain dew one, I, it was terrible. It tastes like a cough medicine. The watermelon one, not bad. <laughs> The 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 base Mountain Dew one tastes like Mountain Dew, but it has like a weird like um, cheap alcohol taste back ta- back like at the end there like that like aftertaste like that's all I taste. It was like cheap cheap like alcohol. Uh, yeah. So I got like I drank all the Baja Blast ones, and I got all I have left now is the the watermelon, which aren't bad. And then I'm probably just gonna dump out the, the other ones because I don't want to drink them. Um, so I'm going back to my old faithful here, the Wolf Pup Session IPA, which I enjoy very much. Um, but anyways, guys, that is not why you're here. Uh, unless you are. Well, I hope you like that. Um, we're here to talk about some video games. Uh, and Gables, uh, god damn it, there were some video game news this week. Not a yep. lot. I mean, there was potentially a lot, but uh, not what uh, you know we were initially thinking. Uh, so the state of play, Gables, uh, we talked about a couple weeks ago. There were some rumors, and it's kind of like building up throughout the week. Uh, the weeks um, saying there's gonna be one in March that, but it sounded like a lot of people were saying it was gonna be the big one. Um, and then they announced on Tuesday that they're gonna have a state of play, um, which I've talked about, you know, multiple times. Every time there's a state of play, it's like state of play is not the big one. State of plays are like minor updates. I look at them more like the Nintendo or the Nintendo partner direct kind of things where like, don't expect big news. Just expect, you know, um, some more like smaller stuff, maybe some indie stuff. Uh, but I don't expect big things. It's the PlayStation experiences that we usually get one or two of a year uh, where, like, everything is possible. Uh, but as it does with the Internet, even with only, like, a 24-hour notice, uh, everybody freaks out. Then there's all the there's all the leaks, and now you're like, well, are these leaks? Are these people just making shit up? Uh, then everybody goes crazy. It's like, oh, Resident Evil 4. Uh, like, they said that, like, they said they're going to focus on uh, the their, their overseas, mostly, like, uh, Japan uh, studios. Um, on this one, but uh, then it, everybody said uh, was assuming Final Fantasy 16 because they said that uh, they're gonna show more about Final Fantasy 16 mm-hmm. in the springtime. In mid March is I guess technically springtime, um, 
in you know daylight savings time is tonight, Gable. So woohoo, we lose an hour. Uh, <laughs> but none of those things happened. So uh, it was about a twenty minute event. Uh, we had a handful uh, of new releases and our new uh, new announcements and some updates. So uh, Dino Crisis, I mean Exo Primal, was announced <laughs> by Capcom. Um, it is a dinosaur themed multiplayer action game with class based gameplay hitting next year. It looks more, uh, yeah. So it looks, it looked like a, a like a live live act like a, a games for service um, Dino Crisis game. Like everybody was freaking out thinking it was Dino Crisis, then it wasn't. It looks like. Um, anthem uh like you're like an anthem suits but you don't fly um i got like lost planet but dinosaurs instead of aliens mm. remember those games yep. like the 360 era we got like three Early of them like really fast yep. yeah that's what i got um other people were saying like earth defense force um so that oh, was revealed maybe. if you want to like i can go you want me to just run through all the news gables or you want to go one by one on this let's go and just run through it okay cool uh, so we got an update on Ghostwire Tokyo. Just more gameplay um, from that one. Um, the game comes out on, uh, I believe, March 25th. Um, the, although I'm, I'm reading fanbyte.com because every time we, there's a big state of player direct, I love it because they put everything in just one article. They don't do what everybody else does, and they put each one in each individual article. It's my fucking uh, my pet peeve in these things. So thank you once again to Imran Khan for doing that. Um, strange, uh, str- strangers of paradise. Is it strangers of paradise or is it? Str- yes. It's strangers of okay. paradise. Okay, cool. Cause this I'm one says strange of paradise. And I'm like, well, that's maybe it's not, weird. uh, that's the final fantasy origins where you got kill chaos. Uh, that's coming out March 18th, but there's a new demo for that one. Just a new trailer for that. And like this reminder that, Hey, it's still here. Um, next up, uh, we got, a, we got a new trailer for Forspoken, uh, and they're a square Enix game. Um, that game was originally supposed to come out May 24th. Uh, big bummer. It's now being delayed to October 11th. Obviously, delays happen. Not mad. Just kind of bummed about it. Um, next up, uh, Gundam Evolution as a like 6v6 multiplayer shooter. Uh, it's coming to PS4 and PS5. I'm assuming it's coming to other things as well. Um, it's a just a PvP game. It's a 6v6 PvP, PvP game, but Gundam. So if you're into that, uh, that's coming. I don't know when, though. A lot of people are saying it looks more like Overwatch, which I, I haven't played Overwatch in years, so I wouldn't know. Uh, then they announced the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles collection. Um, it has like a bunch of the arcade ones. It has a bunch of like the, the ones that came to NES. Uh, a couple of the Game Boy Game Boy ones. and even has like the Nintendo, uh, the TMNT, uh, the fighting game that was on, I believe, on NES. Um, it's called the Ka- uh, Kawabunga Collection. That's coming this year. Um, and that's being published by Konami, actually. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah uh next up here uh the kaiju battling game like four player like it looked like war of monsters and i think a lot of people thought the same thing uh but it's called gigabash uh that's coming later this year um we got jojo's bizarre adventure colon all-star battle colon r uh coming to ps4 and ps5 it's a remaster from a 2013 uh ps3 game um, so yeah, that's coming. A lot of people, I've seen people freaking out about that one. Trekayami or Yumi, I'm not sure how you say that. Uh, it's that new, it's that samurai, black and white samurai yes. game. Um, it is a 2D side-scrolling uh, sword fighting uh, title, uh, black and white, like I said. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what, it's a developer digital game, so that should tell you something yeah. right there. Um, Returnal is getting a, uh, a update 3.0, and this one's going to add co-op uh, for the first time. 
And basically, extension, it's, it looks like it's like a survival mode tower thing you got to do. Um, so that's coming, and I believe that's coming uh, the 22nd of March. Uh, next up here, the final two things where we had the Diofield Chronicles, which I thought, the, the whole trailer, I was like, oh, this is just, oh, they're bringing Triangle Strategy to the to PlayStation. Uh, no, it's actually the whole, totally, completely different um, Final Fantasy Tactics game from Square Enix called Diofield Chronicles. Um other games just look like Final Fantasy to me at this point. Uh, and then, last but not least, I thought this was Final Fantasy 16 the whole time. Uh, it is not. It is uh, Valkyrie uh, Elysium, which is hitting PS4 and PS5 later this year. Um, so, yeah, that was like the those last two were like the one more thing. Uh, Gables, um, we both watched this. What did you think? Yeah. All right. It took me a couple times after actually rewatching it to try to get a good overall feeling of how. I feel about the state of play. To be perfectly honest with you, you hit the nail right on the head when it comes to like state of plays in general to where it's like they usually are like nothing like really big, nothing like really major, maybe like middle of the road sort of things. It's kind of like how I felt with this one in particular. I felt like that it was a C, a C grade all the way through. And that's give or take because there were a couple of things that I did like and a couple of things that I thought were kind of weird. Capcom revealing that... Uh, that dinosaur free-to-play game, you know, that that one was kind of a surprise, obviously, because me and also alongside, I know there were some other people that thought it was like a Dino Crisis game. Yeah, it even had the girl with the red hair and the gloves. Yeah, no, Regina, I think her name is. Yeah. I, like, yeah. had her, in, like, front and center, and it's, like, fucking raining dinosaurs, and I'm just seeing this trailer, and I'm just seeing all these fucking dinosaurs fall out of the sky. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> that was the major impression of it, but... Uh, you know, I thought it was okay. You know, the gameplay in and of itself looked all right. You know, it's fairly early on in this game's development, it looks like. And uh, hopefully we'll see more of it, like, in the coming months. But uh, let's see. There were some other games that I thought that uh, were kind of interesting in that regards. Like, obviously the one that I was the most excited about <laughs> was the one that Konami put out for the Cowabunga Collection for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Only because a bunch of those games I do remember playing, and a bunch of those games I've wanted to play as a kid, but I mm, never had so the hard. chance to go around to, because mm. I never could get like copies of Turtles in Time, or even like some of the older games, because they were hard to get, or they were like over 50 plus dollars for a fucking loose cart on fucking eBay. I'm looking at you, Turtles in Time, the Super Nintendo, you son of a bitch. But at the same time, I love how Konami has portrayed... Like some of their classic games over the past few years. A couple of years ago, Castlevania Anniversary Collection, the Contra one. Last year, it was the Castlevania Advance Collection. This year is the Cowabunga Collection with all of these Turtles games. What's interesting to note in that one, it has the original TMNT arcade game Mm -hmm. inside of that game. Yeah. That wasn't available. That's been not available for download in regards to a digital storefront or something since the Xbox 360, and when the licensing issues ceased with that, Konami took that one off, that the server for Xbox Live, and I think uh, PS4, no, PS3 back then, but uh, you're getting, you're getting multiple games, like, from the Game Boy, like, the, the three Game Boy games and stuff like that, you're getting pretty much, like, the entirety of the NES Turtles games, including the obscure ones, like, say, the fighter ones, Tournament Fighter for the NES. Yeah. That one's completely different than the 
SNES and the Genesis ones. Different characters, different type of styles. But uh, you have a you have both versions of Turtles in Time, the arcade one and the Super Nintendo one, which I thought that was kind of hilarious because uh, Konami had just released in the past like a year and a half or some the arcade cabinet for both the arcade game and the Turtles in Time arcade port. And uh, I'm pretty glad I didn't uh, jump on that one because now I could only pay like what forty bucks for this whole collection of these mm. games. That's the thing, though. A lot of these are classic games, and a lot of these are fantastic. I mean, the arcade game, Turtles in Time. Hyperstone Heist is pretty good. It's underrated, but it's 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 definitely, like, the inferior portion of, like, uh, in comparison to Turtles in Time. You know, it's quintessentially, like, borrows roughly from each other, you know? It's, like, it's quintessentially the same game, only kind of mixed different with different bosses and stuff. But, uh... I love the fact that there's like about ten, I think around ten or twelve, like uh, turtles games that are inside 13. this pack. Okay, thirteen. Okay, I was one off. So it was thirteen games. I remember playing plenty of them. I still would love to play plenty of them, but I was excited for that. The whole aspect of that whole JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, like that adventure, that All Star Battle R and stuff, that was kind of interesting, only because you know it's like. It makes sense for that series to be like a fighting game. I mean, the last couple of entries and stuff were okay and stuff like that. They were kind of like uh, brawlers, kind of this and that. But uh, these were remasters from the PlayStation 3 versions. I think they were like in Japan only, but they are supposed to be fairly good, comparable fighting games. So I'm interested in seeing how that progresses and see how that does. It's supposed to be releasing early fall, it's stating, of 2022. Yeah. The one announcement that kind of caught me by surprise is obviously the last one was uh, the I don't know, the Valkyria Elysium. That's the thing, Valkyria Chronicles. That whole like series in that regards, they're generally like PlayStation. They're generally PlayStation exclusive type of games, barring Square Enix like getting a couple of different ports and stuff like the DS and like the freaking the mobile and this and that. But. Uh, that that reveal was sort of odd, only because for one, it's like the gameplay aspect of it I thought looked okay, but the graphical kind of look and like kind of the whole Square Enix thing that delivering that game, it felt it felt like a relic of the past in regards to not only of its looks but also in terms of some aspects of a, of like the level design stuff itself. Granted, the the thing that excited me most about that was just seeing how fast-paced some of the gameplay was, because even with past previous Valkyria Chronic, like, like you know, Valkyrie, like, uh, profile games, I should say, not Valkyria Chronicles, but, like, Valkyrie profile games in the series, they were more or less, like, a, a specific type of uh, turn-based RPG, to where the first one dealt in large part to, okay, you can attack with one of your characters is up with one button, and then, like, another member of your party attacks with another button, you know? Like, it totally made do with the face buttons and stuff to which character attacks and what attacks they'll use. And the whole core concept of the that game, and I believe the second game that was on the PS2 was in large part to train, like, a bunch of people you come across and stuff, go through their story plots and stuff like that, and then them going to fight in the battle and stuff, like, like, the Valhalla... Because it's like sort of like a Norse kind of like uh, a Japanese interpretation of like a Norse mythology sort of thing where they go and like uh, these characters go be promoted to Valhalla and stuff after building up the characters stuff to fight in this great old holy war or some of that sort. So it's going to be kind of interesting 
from that aspect looking in how this game is going to be presented wise because the overall first impression of it you know it's like i like the combat but it really wasn't all too impressive of a reveal the big old shock to me was like oh wow they're actually gonna go for the new valkyrie like a new like uh like a valkyria like related game you know because uh that's the thing square enix they announced and they showcased everything else besides final fantasy 16 inside this playstation state of play probably for good reason too is they're probably waiting like probably a couple more months to even show something remotely interesting in regards regards to that game which kind of suggests to me that it could be like next year that it could be released that's me speculating if they're taking that long to go forth with this i did like this year uh, they have said this year but uh i'm just kind of wondering with like what they're doing now that it could potentially be like delayed to like early next year but uh that game before that last reveal and stuff like that. I thought the at first... Diofield Chronicles? Yeah, the Diofield Chronicles kind of... I thought it was a new Final Fantasy Tactics game. I absolutely thought that because of the styling of it and the whole character grids and everything else. Oh, is this a Final Fantasy Tactics? And all of a sudden I see something that's entirely sort of different, but seeing Square Enix expand... Like, trying to uh, create new IPs and trying to nail them home in that regards... It's been definitely hit and miss. I mean, Babylon's Fall, that was terrible. Yeah. This one, I hope this one's going to at least become somewhat popular to where people will want to play this. It has promise, but I'm not really holding my breath right now. But uh, overall, yeah, it's it's definitely was like a middle-of-the-road sort of state of play. A few things were good, but uh, eh, I thought it was uh, fun for what it was. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely one of those ones where it's like there's been directs, you know, and stuff that like just didn't click for me. And like you've loved or other people have like everybody, everybody else like I I listen to or talk to or whatever is freaking out and excited. And I'm just like, yeah, it's all right. You know, I think it's just, you know, everybody's got a little better about, um, you know, some things just aren't for you and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean. I think they could have done a better job with like they like I always talk about like PlayStation is pretty good about like telling you what's not going to be there. Yep. Um, and they always stick to that. You know, like we always talk about like that's sort of part of the problem. You know, like I said with the internet, where like you know you, the, you know they're always going to freak out, and then there's going to be oh what if Resident Evil Four is here? What if I'm, like I will say though like saying they're focusing on like Japan related studios. That was a probably could have said probably well they probably should have said Final Fantasy Sixteen is not going to be there. Yeah. Um, that would have probably been the, the smarter move. Like they did say like, there'll be no new hardware, like PS, uh, PSVR two will not be there. Stuff like that. Um, but they, I think that's maybe the one thing they kind of missed. That they could probably could have dealt with, but um, I don't know. Like Exo primal just kind of seems like a, you know, it's a Capcom game. Like, I mean, we've seen Capcom try to do multiplayer games and it just doesn't work. Um, and I just see this and it's like, I could see this getting some buzz for a week or two, maybe, um, depending on, like, is this going to be a full-fledged, like, is it a free-to-play game? Uh, is this going to be a $70 game? Is this going to be a $40 game? Like, I don't know. It's like, we, we've talked about this for years. Like, there's this, the bubble of you know, these live service games, uh, these online uh, required games, like, you can only put so many games in the bubble, you know? Um, and there's a lot of... Yeah, I mean... 
And there's a lot of like games that we don't even know about, or like games we just don't even, we think they're just aren't even a big deal anymore. And there's a large amount of games playing them. I don't think uh, Exo Primal is gonna be one of those games. Uh, could be wrong, and if I'm wrong, that's I'm them. Hey, that's great. Um, uh, people love it. That's awesome. But I don't I don't see it. Um, I think the game. I wouldn't be shocked if it comes out and it's big for a couple weeks, and then we just don't care anymore. Uh, I think that's very likely. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, you know, it could be a Babylon's fall, you know, where it just kind of came out and nobody cared. I didn't even realize, like, I knew the game was coming. I didn't, but I didn't realize it was already out. Um, That's the thing about it. It felt like to me, even from observation wise, everybody was surprised that the game was actually released when it did. Because yeah. even for me, I didn't realize the damn thing was out until like about a couple days after it released. Yeah. That's a platinum and Square Enix game and no one cares. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's really weird. Like Square Enix releases uh, Chocobo GP, uh, Babylon's Fall, and uh, Strangers in Paradise, and uh, like a two week span. So um, mm. don't don't understand that. Just trying to get everything in, I guess, right before the end of the fiscal year. Um, Ghost War Tokyo. We got another gameplay trailer for uh, that game's coming in a couple weeks. Comes out the same day as Kirby. Yep. Um, this game, like when we first saw it, the first couple times we've seen it, like it just didn't really do much for me. Even though I love Tango GameWorks, like I love the Evil Within games, uh, I'm bummed that we're not getting a th- as of right now we're not getting a third one. I hope we do. Otherwise, I know the games never have been super successful sales wise. But there's people that like them, people that played them tend to like them, um, and I really like them. So I'd love to be a third one. But I don't know. The more I see this, though, the more it's selling me. Uh, I am definitely went from like not interested at all to like. Um, I'm interested, but it's like, I'm definitely going to wait for like, uh, I want to see, I want to, I, I can't wait for reviews. Um, yeah. March 25th is a big day. Cause, um, you know, like I, we, we both, we talked about the demo of Kirby last week. Uh, I've been talking about for a while. It's like, I just want to hear like what people have to say about it. And same with Ghost War Tokyo. That could be a very expensive day for me. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, as a recording, it's like what, two weeks out or so. Lovely. Uh, yeah. Yep. Today's the 12th. So yeah. I mean, two, two weeks from now, two Fridays from now. So yeah. Um, so we're getting close. Um, Strangers of Paradise got a gameplay trailer for that one. Uh, nothing's gonna talk top the time they did just randomly did uh, Frank Sinatra. Um, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the most bizarre choice of music I have seen in the video game in quite some time. But uh, yeah, I've seen some bit of videos in regards to some of the co-op stuff that people have been getting a chance to try out. And there are some that are actually enjoying a lot of the co-op play. For yeah. This game. It's, it seems like it's like, it's not like it's not as bad as we thought. Like we looked at Babylon's fall and, and strangers of paradise. And it was like, to me, like those, that's the same game. Um, but it sounds like, you know, Babylon's fall is like a four out of 10, five out of 10. Mm-hmm. And this is like, Maybe like a solid seven. Where this is a seven game. It's starting to look which, like it, honestly. Yeah, people like people. I think are enjoying it for what it is. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, is this Ninja Theory? Am I, am no, I making that up? No, this is Koei Tecmo. This is Team Ninja. Koei Tecmo. I always I mix a Ninja Theory. The Ninja Guy Den developers. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe it's maybe this is a game I check out when it's like I find it for twenty bucks or something. That's kind of uh, the same def- thing for me, unless like there's not many people to play with. It's supposed to be like a uh, action game. But it's game like it's not. Right? It's because it's not a live service game, though, is it? No, you could just do co-op. no, 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 no. no. Yeah. It's, okay. You can still do co-op inside of it. It's 
supposed to be like souls esque, but I don't think it's really in regards to that. Maybe like if you're by yourself, but it's supposed to be incredibly fun if you have a whole bunch of people with you in a party. Okay. Well, Gables, maybe this is like a, maybe this could be an extra life game for us. Well, that's potentially that could be the case unless the game completely sucks. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if it comes out and it's like positive and we can find it for cheap, you know, it's like by by October, November ish. Well, yeah, I'd be totally we, down we, if I could find it for the yeah. cheap or something. If it's a good game, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it comes out and does, we'll wait and see. We're, I think I don't think reviews are fully out yet. Um, next that- up, uh, Square Enix is uh, Forspoken, which. Uh, it was, it was a Game Informer cover art cover game uh, for for this month, uh, and they announced like the, a couple of days before this that they were delaying it from May twenty fourth to October eleventh. Um, but uh, Gables, like, this is another one like Ghostwire Tokyo. The first time I saw, it, I'm like, like I wasn't like out, but I was like, okay, this is interesting. Like, it was a, when it was a Project Athia, I thought the game looked gorgeous. Yeah. But the more I see of this game, Gables, of the games that are dated, I want to just preface that with with dates. This is probably my most anticipated game for the rest of the year. Oh, for Forspoken. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't, like, I don't know, like, like, the, I watched some of the Game Informer stuff that shows more gameplay. There was, like, a leak uh, that happened of, like, the, the open world aspects of it. Um, and it looks like a map game. But, like, I, the, like, the, the Game Informer uh, videos I watched that, like, showed you how the combat works and, like, it's more spell-based and... Uh, how how like the flowing around works and just like with the with the surfboard she has, um, the game just looks stunning. Uh, it's sell I've it sold me. It's done a really good job of selling me. Um, and the more the more we see of it, the more it's it's done for me. Uh, I love the Chronicles of Narnia, uh, kind of vibes of like she gets sucked to another into another world. Um, kind of like Peter going like he loses a sock in his dryer and he goes in his dryer and he up in narnia uh that's just what i think of um whenever i think of chronicles of narnia uh and then obviously uh chronicle what calls of narnia uh the lazy sunday song but yeah this game uh is doing it's working for me uh so i can't wait to play that one um i mean like i said it's most most anticipated game with that has a date um once god of war gets a date and it happens if it's this year that's immediately number one uh but it's it's up there uh, Gun Revolution, I don't give a shit. Uh, the, the TMNT stuff, like, I think that's cool. It's exciting. Um, you know, I, I had a good time jumping into, uh, uh, I think, I can't remember which one it was. One of the ones that came to XBLA, like, right at the very beginning of, like, the 360 coming out. Yeah, like, the that's, first year or two. I think that was. was. That, I think that was the arcade game. Was it? Okay. I, like, I remember, like, it had co-op and, like, playing with a friend and had a good time with that. Yep. Uh, I don't I think, I, I don't know if we beat it or not, though, but, um, I don't know, like, that was, like, five bucks. That was a good time. Like, I definitely would love to, like, check these games out. Especially, like, it'd be cool, like, you and I do some online with this. And, like, maybe yeah. like, run through some of these. But only four of the games actually have online of the 13. I can't remember what four they are. Hmm. I believe Turtles and Time. I think it's the arcade games. And, like, one of the fighting games has a, has a online. Um, really? I don't know. But uh, for 40 bucks, I'm not that interested in. I'm not going to jump in for 40 bucks because, like, I don't see myself playing this game without a friend um yeah yeah, i mean hey a lot of people are super excited for it i'm happy for them uh gigabash okay uh jojo's bizarre venture what i don't fucking care i'm not even gonna i don't care enough to say the whole whole fucking game title 
Uh, people are excited for that. If you're if people of Jojo, people that like Jojo and fighting games are excited. Uh, Trek Yami or Yomi or Yumi. I'm not sure how you say that. I apologize. Uh, that game looks awesome. Yep. Potentially Devolver Digital. So, you know, it's going to be quality. Uh, I have like a weird thing with Devolver Digitals where like, I love their style. I think they make really great games, but very few of them actually click for me. I, I buy a ton of them. Uh, but like Ape Escape, uh, Death Store was like the first one I really, really got into. Um, and I love that game. It was on my, one of my top 10 games of last year. So uh, maybe this will continue the streak of me loving Devolver Digital games. Um, Returnal, I played it last year. I just didn't, like, didn't click for me. Uh, the Dialfield Chronicle thing, like there's that episode of South Park where they're making fun of Family Guy where they make a joke about where the, uh, the Family Guy writers... They make they make up jokes based off of like dolphins uh, hit beach balls with words on it, and whatever ones they hit, they like so if they hit three beach balls, like I don't know, pizza, uh, bong, and French fries, and they'll make a joke a, like a cutaway skit out of that, and this that's how I feel like how <laughs> Square comes up with the titles for their games. Is they just put a bunch of beach balls into a pool with a dolphin, and whatever two beach balls he hits with those words on it, that's what they're calling this game, and that's where we got Dial Field Chronicles, just like Triangle Strategy and Octopath Traveler, um, or maybe they actually like that, that like not the name of the game, but they just whatever the beach balls they hit. All right, cool. We gotta design a game around whatever Dial Field Chronicle means, and we gotta think of what that game is, and that's how we got this game. Um, I don't know. It just looks like a. Yeah, like you said, Final Fantasy Tactics, like a triangle strategy style game. And then uh, Valkyrie Elysium is coming. Like I said, for a, it took a, a good chunk of time for me to realize it's not actually uh, Final Fantasy 16. But I don't know. It, it was fine. Um, I, 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 want, I, I think you know, I want the big one soon. I hope we get the big one soon as far as like the big news and updates because we're getting later in the year, Gables. I know, like, I mean, we're in a different time now where you can, like, you know, you can put a release date on a game and it launch drop it in a couple months. But I don't know. I just want to know about God. I, I think for me, it's just God of war is everything to me right now. And that's all the yeah, game I want to date for. So that's, that, that's where I'm at. It's just like, I just give me a date or tell me it's not coming this year. Give me one of the two. Um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fine. I know it's whatever. I, 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 I didn't go in with like, the problem is though you read online and people are like, people are like getting excited and like, what if this will be here? Then, like, you get wrapped up into a little bit, even though like your expectations are low, and then you yeah. read everything, and you're like, "Fuck, okay, well, that could, that Resident Evil Four could be there." A Resident Evil Eight DLC was like that was like the one thing I was like really thinking was going to be there of like you know, and I was kind of hoping that would happen, but obviously it didn't. It was very weird though. Like most of this thing was actually like Square Enix. Um, it's like Square Enix. You probably could have just done your own. Like, this actually would have probably been a decent, like, you throw in a couple updates on, like, I don't know, Final Fantasy, like, you end it with, like, Final Fantasy 16, and you throw a couple more, like, updates in there with, like, I don't know, maybe you'd, like, tease Final Fantasy 7 Remake 2, which you said they're going to talk about this year. Um, and, like, this would have been a pretty decent E3 press conference, you know? Like, way better than the one they had last year. So, um... Yeah, did they have one last year? I don't even remember. I'm pretty sure they did. Or was that Capcom? I'm thinking of. I think you're thinking of Capcom. No, it was Square Enix because they had Guardians oh. of the Galaxy. Oh, that's right. That's um, right. Guardians of yeah, the Galaxy. Like, that's they had like a 30 minute presentation, and 15 of it was Guardians, and the rest sucked. <laughs> yeah, they um, were, they everything about it is like the people were bitching most of it was Guardians. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, <laughs> throw Quiet Man Two in there, and you got yourself a stew. 
Um, but moving on, uh, we have some NPD Gables uh, surprising news in this one. Uh, I think the top three is what we all expected, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe not in the order in which it came in. So I do this every month. I love talking about these. Uh, so we're going to start off here with number 20, jumping back into the top 20, Breath of the Wild. Oh. Uh, number 19, Far Cry 6. Number 18, uh, the Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. Uh, 17, NBA 2K22. Uh, 16, the GTA Trilogy, the Definitive Edition. 15, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. 14, Smash Bros. Ultimate. 13, uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. 12 is Mario Party Superstars. 13. Uh, I'm sorry, 11 is Spider-Man, Miles Morales, 10, Minecraft, 9, FIFA 22, 8, Mario Kart, 7, Madden NFL 22, 6 is Call of Duty Vanguard, and then uh, 4 of the top 5 are all brand new games. One of them, the the other one, is essentially, like it came out the last week of January, so it's really like a brand new game. Uh, Number 5, Total War, Warhammer 3. Uh, Number 4, that's a Game Pass game actually, too. I didn't realize that came to Game Pass, I believe, on PC. Uh, number four, a big surprise to me here, Dying Light 2. Um, so good for them. And that's not even including digital. They only, that's only physical. No, not really. Uh, number, th- number three, this one shocked me because I thought for sure this was going to be number one. Yeah. Pokemon Legends Arceus. Wow. And then number two, Horizon Forbidden West. And number one, with only two days on the chart, Gables, two days. Two days, Elden Ring. Wow. Uh, and we, wow. we we talked about previously. Uh, Elden Ring is like the best selling uh, game that doesn't that doesn't have FIFA or Call of Duty in the title. Uh, it's the best launch for a game ever besides those franchises mm-hmm. uh, since Red Dead Redemption Two, which was uh, fall of twenty eighteen. So yeah, it's been a while since um, we've had a big, big like a big, huge game. That wasn't part of like an already big IP do really really well. So, um, well, yes, with yeah, the I amount don't... of accolades that it received even before being released and stuff, plus the playtesting stuff or the beta and stuff that people did, plus everything else that went into it. I mean, I can fully understand why that the game sold as well as it did within the first like two days on uh, that it was out, but the last few days of the month of February. I mean, holy crap. Selling the yeah. expanse, just selling the entire, even more so than say like Horizon, more so than say Pokemon Legends Arceus and stuff like but that. But to be fair, those are only on one platform. Whereas, <clears throat> sorry, I got hiccups now. Whereas Elder Ringles and everything. Well, yeah, true. I mean Xbox and also on PC. But uh, let's see, Elden Ring. I'm really not too surprised about but even though it was like two days but the thing i was more so surprised is seeing the grand theft auto trilogy going up inside of this list only because of the my rate of issues that it's had well it jumped from 57th to 16th and it came out in switch in February. Yeah. so i got the switch bump yeah i mean that's fairly surprising even with like the bunch of the whole graphical problems i mean you would well thought... switch owners are idiots so they'll buy anything the switch effect is a powerful thing i will admit that but, uh, wow, we're just going to gloss over my insult to Switch owners <laughs> to 100 plus million people. I'm fine with it. I'll let it, I'll let it sit there. That's fine. Like, I mean, on. I mean, for God's sakes, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that the thing was like exactly like, say, terrible, terrible in regards to like uh, the amount 
that I, you know, sold on Switch. But what I'm saying is, it's like I am heavily surprised that since its launch, like the Grand Theft Auto trilogy, the remasters and stuff have sold that well, despite there being major problems in terms of the graphical stuff, in terms of the performance issues, especially upon the release window from, like, Steam, PlayStation, Xbox, and stuff. And the Switch version well, is I supposed th- to be the worst one. <laughs> yeah, pro- probably will be. I don't, I, but, but I think the, the the positives are is they pretty much fixed most of those issues before right. the Switch version came out. So, Right. But... Uh, Looking at the other parts of the list, I mean, Minecraft being on there as high as it did. I mean, it's that, always on there. It's, it's always it's, on there, it's, but at the same point, yeah. you know, within the top. There's 10. like always like five or six games you can always count on being on there. It's usually like two Call of Duties, uh, the newest Madden, the newest FIFA, the newest NBA, and a Mario Kart um, somewhere. Mario Kart <laughs> is always going to be in there. Um, but Breath of the Wild, too, uh, Miles back Morales, the top twenty. That was that's kind of yeah. funny. Yeah. So I guess really, like you think about Smash Brothers, like you look at this, you look at the list, like. Really, eight to ten of the games are like you can always, you can always guess eight to ten of the games every month. Well, I will say yeah. this in regards to the uh, the whole thing with like Elden Ring and Horizon and stuff like that. Both those games releasing in a short time from one another, I thought it was fairly telling. Even going within the in the store like a couple of days after I had purchased my copy of Elden Ring, that all the copies of Elden Ring sold right. And mm. they had like almost a complete stock of Horizon Forbidden West for PS5 and PS4, and it's just like it's near full. <laughs> even though, even though Horizon Forbidden West, I hear is a fantastic game. I know you've played through it until game the- of the year. That's your game of the year. I'm still playing through Elden Ring. I'm still knee deep inside that shit. But uh, yeah, man. I mean. I'm just going to be pretty much saying, putting this out there and stuff. This is probably the second, this is definitely the second time around where Horizon has been almost overshadowed by another open world game, you know? Yeah, I, uh, I know. We only, we only, you only keep turn, sticking that knife in, Gables. I'm already dead. Inside. Oh, stop, stop. He's already dead. Anyway. But anyway, you know what? The MPD stuff, I mean, yeah, a couple things were surprising, but overall, you know, it was fairly cool to see all these new games be released and be in the top five mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah all the top five are all games that have coming out this year so far i know it's <clears throat> only march but typically we don't see that you know no. call of duty vanguard's already dropped at number six maybe one. obviously vanguard is kind of a you know a bit of a bit of a disappointment for them but still the best-selling game of the last 12 months uh elder ring is actually um already the second highest selling game of the last 12 months. Not surprised. Which is incredible. Yeah, yeah. it is. So, uh, uh, yeah, this, I mean, and that's just pre-orders. Uh, we even got to the point where like, uh, you know, since you talk, you talk in the first two days, the first, you know, 48 hours on the market, that's people just picking up pre-orders. Um, that's not including like all the sales it's going to get from word of mouth. Um, Cause pretty much everybody that plays it, likes it, or nobody really has a bad thing that even people that don't click with it. Don't have really a bad thing to say about it. Um, you know, I don't, it's not my jam. Um, I'm happy for people that are happy. Um, but you know, I want, you know, horizons better. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm going to ride that fucking horse. Um, th- this is going to, it's going to be my breath of the wild, you know, um, for, for 2022 where I'm going to just, uh, needlessly, uh, insult it, um, whenever I can, just because it makes <laughs> me feel a little bit better about myself. Oh, it's a repeat. Here we go. <laughs> yep. I just can't, you know, until horizon gets its due, uh, this is what's going to happen. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like I said, it's you pretty, you pretty much nailed everything. Where it's awesome to see you know all these brand new games on this list, uh, especially like even like game like Dying Light Two, and uh, where like that's actually a Square Enix uh, published that game. I didn't even realize that. Um, so hey, look at look at them putting out a, a game that's not complete dog shit. Good for you guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, that game was in like development hell for years. We thought it was just like it went silent for several years. Right. Uh, a lot of us just assumed that it wasn't happening, and then hey, see so come out and come out and do really well is, is awesome. And it seems like it's mostly positive. You know, I think it's like a, a mid sevens on uh, Open Critic, which is it's definitely a game that you're probably gonna pick up on clearance and stuff, and probably wait for DLC yeah. to come out. Yeah, and they supported the hell out of Dying One. They put DLC out, I think, all the way up to like twenty twenty. Yeah, so. no shit. And that was like a twenty thirteen game. Uh twenty fourteen. That was like a, okay. it came out January twenty fourteen. So I remember that was okay, like okay, yeah. uh, a lot of people's like game of the year that year because there was just nothing. I remember it was on Jake's top ten list and it shocked me, but then I'm like Well nothing really came out twenty fourteen. So. <laughs> and year. then it, it yeah, and then I mean it was just like a it was a brand new game on a brand new console. Yes. So uh, did really well there, but not to say it was a bad game, but people people liked it, seemed to love it. Um, so, uh, but moving on, Gables, I just called, um, I you know instead of just doing one, uh, you know giving each of them like their own thing, I'm just gonna call this the delay and dates section of the podcast. Okay. Uh, so give me a second here. I'm doing a time card. It's hard to do both at the same time, Gables. Uh, you guys don't know what I go through. Okay. <laughs> You don't know what Gables goes through having to deal with me for nine years. Uh, but moving on, anyways, I got it going here. I've already talked talked about it for Spoken. Delayed to October 11th. Um, Dead Space uh, was never actually given a 2022 release date, no. but it was uh, Jeff Grubb had always, it was supposed to come out, and a lot of people were reporting that October 2022 was going to be the release period for that. It is now, he, he said on, on Grub Snacks, his like, kind of like industry where he, talks leaks and details and stuff rumors and stuff like that um he said it was coming out in 2020 early 2023 now instead and then uh the dead space twitter account did corroborate those and say that it's uh now playing for an early 2023 release okay i bet that's like a february march game that's fine uh, and then yeah and then gotham knights uh finally got a release date they just dropped that on twitter uh october 25th and then last but not least here um certainly not least Advance Wars supposed to come out uh, April eighth. Gables delayed um, for, until further notice. No date or anything like that. Just because of everything going on with Russia and uh, Ukraine. Um, understandable. It's a war game uh, where you are going to other countries and taking them over. One of the uh, I didn't realize this, but one of like the early levels in Advance Wars one, the like is a level about their like fake Russia going invading another country. So, um, maybe not the smartest going to be putting out right now. Um, Advance Wars has just a rough, rough time of uh, putting out games. Like uh, the first Advance Wars came out in the United States on uh, September tenth, two thousand one. I think we all remember what happened the very next day. Yeah. Uh, and like it wasn't out in other countries, and they ended up delaying it for a little while. Um, and well, you know, we've seen like like this has happened. Like I think it was like Motorstorm Apocalypse. Uh, it was a PS3 racing game yes. where like you're driving through like crazy like storms, and one of the levels was like there's a tsunami and it was like hitting Japan, and like the week before it was supposed to come out, uh, a tsunami hit Japan. Yep. Uh, so they delayed it, I believe, like three months. So I imagine this game's still going to come out this year, um, but I uh, I'm assuming it's going to be like um, 
you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's like sometime this summer. Uh, maybe we get an update at around June for a date. But uh, I don't know, Gibbs, what's your thoughts on all these? You know, a lot of games are getting pushed. A lot of games are getting dates. Uh, what's your thoughts? Okay, Forspoken and also for Dead Space, I understand exactly. They yeah. both needed to be delayed in that regards. More work making on Making games is hard. Yeah, making games is hard. We don't really... We don't really go into detail too much about that because we personally have never really created games. So we've seen the process of what people go through in order to create the games that they want to create. And it, it is intensely mm-hmm. a lot of hard work, a lot of programming skills, a lot of this and that. So, Unless honestly, you're a true Fall Studios game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, with those two games, you know, it's like I understand. Take as much time, you know. I mean, with Advance Wars, that one stings understandably so why nintendo went through and delayed that game yeah at that same point you know it does suck because it's like that was definitely one of those games i was looking forward to playing like fairly soon in the last next couple months but it's like what you said you know it's like unfortunately now this game series is going to be known as you know and you brought this up in regards to the first advance wars releasing a day before like uh, the tragic events of the september 11th and stuff like that now this game is going to be known for like precursor to like like actual like almost like warlike events. Yeah, maybe it's a bad thing when this game comes out. Well, I'm not going to be going through and giving it that moniker, but what I am saying, <laughs> and it's like I hope, I hope that this delay is not like for a long ass time. You know, if it's no, yeah, you got to imagine like we're like a few weeks away, like about four, three, four weeks, um, like. There's copies of that game made now. Yeah. Like, there's probably boxes of these games sitting somewhere on shelves. Absolutely. Every day these boxes sit on a shelf. They lose money. Uh, that, that's them. They got to pay money to these companies to sit on. They got to rent that space that those shelves are on. That they're on, those shelves are on. Uh, so, I can't imagine. And this isn't like a big, huge AAA game for them either. No. So, um, I imagine this is going to um, come out. Like I said, I think I wouldn't be shocked unless, you know, things get dramatically worse, which is very well possible um, over there. And hopefully God doesn't, um, you know, this I, I wouldn't be shocked. This game comes out in June. But I mean, I don't think this game is not going to like just be canceled. No, um, of course not. It's, it's but, way um, too far from that. Nintendo is going to. Yeah, the game is done. Yeah. So. Uh, like yeah, so I don't know. I mean, like I, I you know, it, it, it's it's disappointing because I, I love the advanced war games. I want to play them, but um, there's more important things in the world than video games. So, yeah, um, that won't make sense. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, if if we're assuming like there's you know a lot of talk of like that if that Resident Evil Four game uh, remake is it's possibly coming this year. Mm. Um, they were hoping to bring out I think in early 2022, but then um, they had like, they had to change the studios and stuff like that. So. I think they're hoping for a 2022 release date, so um, maybe it's a good thing to get away from October. And it's it's a Dead Space game, uh, you know. There's a people, a lot of people that love Dead Space, but like it's kind of like you know, it's, a, it's like oh, I talk about Evil Within, where it's like a lot of people love it, but it's a very it's not a, it's not the biggest uh, IP out there. So uh, it's bigger, you know. Dead Space is way bigger, but maybe that's a game that's probably better off possibly being outside of that holiday exactly uh, run because I mean, even but I don't know, maybe it's. But maybe like February, March is a bad time too, as we're seeing uh, these last few years, especially like this year, like where the first quarter of this year has been nuts as far as big game releases go. Um, like I said, Forspoken being 
being delayed is a bummer. But Gotham Knights finally got a release date, 10-25. Mm-hmm. It's a good time for it. Um, October already looked like a pretty crazy month where you got Forspoken and uh, Gotham Knights coming. Um, why do we gotta keep putting these big like open world games in fucking in the goddamn fall? Because there's that's you like I I probably buy just as many games in the fall as I do the rest of the year combined, uh, and they're always the biggest most expansive games, uh, and we just need to stop that because I would like to have I don't have time to play all of these games as Dude. they come out, uh, and I want to play these games. So go ahead. I'll tell you what. This year, especially, is like the year of open world games, dude. I mean, these big expansive worlds are yeah. like 40, 50, sometimes even to 100 hours long, give or take what you put into them. And yeah, you know what? I mean, I thought it's kind of funny you mentioned it's like why they would come out during the fall while we just got through having two expansive games coming out in late February and March. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's just one of those type of things and stuff where. We don't have a lot of time to play all, like all of these open world games and stuff like that, but yet it just really puts into perspective that the ones that are coming out the later half of the year, like Forspoken obviously being a notable one, yeah, it's definitely going to be one of those pick-and-choose events, sadly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the nice thing is, I guess, like, barring any delays, not gonna wanna, I'm not going to want to wood this week. Um for once in my workout gables were like the big games I'm excited for that are coming out yeah. come out before extra life. What a thought. That would be nice. This is amazing. You know, uh, where this, these are going to come out and, uh, Hey, this will work out. Typically it works out where like, it, like the game comes out like the week after oh, yeah, or like the yeah. week or two after, uh, like the, so this is, this is good news for, uh, as far as like, unless the, watch now Forspoken and, Gotham Knights are going to come out the same day, like the Tuesday after. Yeah, the and watch. No, I said the, something. Yeah, and watch. Probably the main game that you would would have wanted to play during the Extra Life probably comes out like a week after. And I'm referring to yeah, the yeah. Wild too, possibly. Oh no, I only want I only want to play good games. Um, <laughs> I'm a waste of time with a game like Breath of the Wild. Um, no, yeah, um, oh. I told you, Gail. I'm not letting it go. I don't forget. I'm like an elephant. I don't forget. Elephants are the smart ones, right? Yes, we'll go with that. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. I don't forget. I'm like an elephant. Uh, And I'm fat. Uh, (laughs) So, um, trunk is not very long. Let me tell you, though. I guess maybe I'm not like an elephant. Maybe it's more like an anteater. Antelope? Anteater? Yeah, fuck it. Whatever. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, But yeah, I don't know. That time of year. It's it's crazy times. I don't know. Crazy time, people. It's all crazy. Everything's crazy. I don't know where I'm going with that. I was leading somewhere, and I lost it. Uh, we're just gonna move on. You know, I don't have a, I don't have a good segue out of this one. So, Gables, we've been playing some games this week. Yep. Uh, I don't have a lot to say. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, I mentioned it. I played a. I played been playing some Cyberpunk. Uh, I talked about it. I, I picked it up. I found it for like five bucks at GameStop used. What's there funny now is I looked at the price. Um, I bought it like the day or two after they announced the the 1.5 update was coming out. Uh, and you go and look at the at the price now on GameStop. For a used copy, it's now like twenty bucks, where before it was ten. But I had like I had some I got a coupon and discount shit like that, so I got it for three bucks, uh, like well five. Um, so yeah, so and then but it was sucked though. It came with like just a plain black case. Um, so I found like a cool like collector's edition. Uh, like Best Buy would like the, like a lot of like you can buy like the collector edition boxes if you buy the game digitally. So like people want to put them on their shelves, uh, but you can still put the disc in there. They have like the yeah. slot for the disc. 
So I found Best Buy was selling the collector edition cases for them for 10 bucks. There's like four different types. Um, but what sucks though is they send you a random one. Oh. You don't get to just pick. Uh, and there was one with Johnny Silverhands, Keanu Reeves on it. Uh, and I was hoping I got that one. I did not get that one. I got the guy that you kill in the very first mission. <laughs> fucking. With like. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, like the, with the fucking big one big eye. Uh, so I got that guy. Spoiler, it's uh, an hour and a half into Cyberpunk. Um, but um, I'm playing that. Uh, I, w- the first time I played it, I've talked about I played like six hours of it. I did like the first big mission uh, where like you go into the hotel and I did all that. Yep. I did like a little bit after that and that's when the game like crashed on me and then I lost like two hours of gameplay. I said, fuck this. Uh, so that was, you know, couple years ago now at that point so now i i'm I'm right back i'm on that mission again i haven't beat that mission but i'm at like right where shit's about to go down on that mission um and then like you get introduced to uh johnny silver hands for the first time so i'm at that point uh so i think i'm like uh i'm probably like i've only put like four hours into it i'm in this like weird spot right now with like when gaming where it's like there's stuff coming i i've just beat a couple games so you know like it's just get out of relationship you know you're still a little tender you don't really want to fully jump back in but you want to experience shit but there's something big coming on the horizon you see it you got a couple other dates coming up so you don't want to commit to this thing uh so you're looking and you're like i'm gonna dab a little bit but i'm not gonna jump full board in because i want to keep my options open just in case you know that hot pink guy over there or that guy with like the weird black eye where his eyes supposed to be is gone just in case those guys want to fuck and i'm gonna go i might you know i might want to fuck those guys i don't know if i want to fuck with johnny Silverhands. uh so Although he is, you know, it's Keanu Reeves, which, you know, whatever. Hey, call me. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just kind of dabbling. I'm not going full bore into it. Like, but it, I don't know. It's like we were just talking about like you were talking about like open world craziness. Like, yeah. Where, yeah. It's like I just put like 43 hours into Horizon, uh, like a two week span. Um, the thing that sucks like nowadays, like for me, obviously, like first world problems, boohoo, uh, where I want to like get deep dive into games. Like I got to play them on the weekends. So after like uh, Horizon took up three straight weekends basically i mean just not really doing anything else but play horizon for three straight weekends um and then like a few weeks before that uh getting really into uh pokemon legends for input like 25 hours of that yeah and that took up like back-to-back weekends for me uh it's like yeah i'm a, I'm a little maybe a little burned out on the these big expansive games like i was going through like i'm like going through game pass trying to just like See what clicks with me, and that's how I end up just watching Supernatural instead. Um, so, like, like I said, I'm just kind of I'm dabbling into it, keeping my options open, Gables. Uh, but let me tell you, if uh, uh, Pink Boy wants to fuck, hey, I'll do mouthful mode. I'll dapt. <laughs> um, I'll swallow him. Um, take it all. Uh, anyways, wow, this is getting weird. Uh, I'm going to stop talking. Gables, what have you been playing, buddy? <laughs> all right, like I was stating before, I have been playing some more Elden Ring. I'm now around 36 hours into this game, even though on PlayStation, even on the PlayStation profile things, it's it's saying something stupid, like around 17 or 18 hours. It It's not synced up. It's not synced yeah, up. I, I look, Gables, I'm not going to lie, I'm st- I, I stock your PlayStation profile. You do the same to me. It's all cool. We all do it. We all stock each other online. It's, it's the thing we do. No one's above it. We all do it. So quit fucking talking about it. Yeah, so what? I follow Gables in my car every now and again to when he goes and when he's, when he's walking home. Does he walk home? I don't know. Maybe it's not him. Maybe it's like, why is Gables in Des Moines? Wait, he's not? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> fuck off, cops. Go ahead, Gables. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you need some water for more of your IPAs. 
Dude. I'm very tired. I, I'm very tired. I, I got like four hours of sleep last night, and I'm going to try to get a good night's sleep. Oh, wait, we're losing a fucking hour. So, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, so with Elden Ring, there are definitely a slew of things that I've done inside this game, but the most important part is I'm past that Stormvale castle in that regards. I managed to beat the main boss to acquire my first part of the Elden Ring, which is Godric, this whole the the godric that the grafted or something like that his name was this dude's fucking crazy he's a fucking humongous like uh like king like being and stuff but he has a couple different types of attacks and stuff he attacks with this giant freaking hammer and stuff i was able to go forth and beat him like after the third attempt and stuff but man it took a took a while to go forth and actually get that thing all done and over with and stuff but it was after that where I remembered from the last week that you had showed me this farming video from a, this is area called like Mogwain's place, like Mogwain's Palace or something like that. You're milking Mogwais? No, no, no. Oh, okay. So I decided... Don't beat him after midnight. So what I decided to do, though, is I decided to do a little bit of research of how I get to this place and also how am I going to implement this, uh, this specific farming method. And so what I did is I go to that NPC towards the beginning of the game where you first exit out from the cave there's this dude dressed in white you basically have to go and like uh accept like some sort of a side mission from him or something like that and eventually through a couple of different type of phases he'll once you complete a couple of different sections of this uh side mission he'll give you this emblem that'll transfer you to that uh, mogwain's place and so basically what what you have to do is I had to go around carefully because this is an area that's like later on inside the game. This is like a late game sort of thing. And I'm like at level, what was it? Like 81, roughly 70 something, 81. So even with that level, I was still fucking getting one shotted if I went into like the late game stuff. But eventually I found my way to this specific spot. It's like that little cluster and stuff when you have these little like uh, these little dudes that are asleep and stuff, and like you have the scouts and stuff right there. And uh, for the longest of time, I was fighting these guys. I was pushing them off the cliffs, a couple of them and stuff, and going back to that whole Lost Grace and stuff and try to repeat that, which I did level up a fair amount. But then I started getting a little bit of an itch. It's like, okay, let's go and see. Let's go explore a little bit of this tr- this place. And that's when I came in contact with uh, the main boss of uh, this area because i thought back then it's like okay maybe i get to uh maybe i get to get away from this place or i can transfer out of this place if i beat the main boss so i finally get to the door i enter in and stuff i initiate this boss battle which i later find out he holds a part of the uh the elden ring as well so he's the one of the last major bosses you're supposed to be facing like towards the end part of this game he hits me twice, I die, right? It's a boss battle where it's like two shots, I die. And I did this boss battle twice. And then, you know, initially I look up, okay, how am I, how am I going to go forth and beat this guy? So I look up a, a strategy, right? And while I'm looking up a strategy, I I realized something. I was looking at this little thing inside one of the videos I was watching. There was a way where you can actually go forth and bypass this boss battle. <laughs> and by bypass, I mean... When you go in through the boss door initially, you have this like this yellowish type of fog and stuff, and that enacts like the script or something in order to trigger that boss battle. But 
There's these gravestones to the side near where this door is at, right? And it leads up to this big old like side section, like near the castle wall. And basically, when I'm holding the run button on the highest most gravestone, I can jump to this portion of this like at the castle wall and run all the way. And there is an opening. There's like a large opening right next to where that door is at. And by going through this opening, I'm in the boss room. But he's not doing anything. He's not he's not initiating any attacks or anything like that. Come to find out, that's a glitch inside of this game to where if you don't go through the inner inside the main door, that the, the script doesn't trigger. Meaning this boss is quintessentially a AFK boss that you can make him. And so the fun part about this is you could do this early game if you wanted to, where if you were like a very low level and you want to get supercharged fairly quick. This boss will drive will actually drop about five hundred thousand runes when you defeat him, and not only that, but you get like like one of two different types of like uh, weapons. One of them being this uh, this axe, which I did end up getting the axe from that stuff. But that was one experience with a boss that I'm not going to forget anytime soon because quintessentially I used some of my Destiny two sort of like uh, ex- like exploring ways and stuff like that to bypass and actually kill a boss without it even going through and attacking me. So that's the easiest boss battle I've ever had inside this game so far. <laughs> but uh, no, it also led me to realizing, okay, I. How do I get out of this place, you know? And I go, I look up another YouTube video, and apparently you have to click the R3 onside the right trigger while in the map mode, and it'll actually switch between the different types of maps. It's never stated, but I'm in Mogwin's place with the, the whole farming place, and once I click the right stick, I can actually transfer back to where I need to be, you know, as a fast point between Lost Graces and stuff. So from there, I just decided that uh, I wanted to try to farm up some more and stuff. And I went from 81 last week, and I think I'm at like 172 in terms of levels. Wow, okay. But uh, the farming method changed. I wasn't like going through and killing these little guys that are right by the cliff. I ended up going with a purchasing a longbow alongside a bunch of arrows and stuff from like the Church of like. Idia or something like that. It starts with an E. And I go and transfer back to that point, and there's this large bird monster that's walking around in the background, right? And with a longbow, I get to actually target it, and I can shoot it, and it'll start once it uh, turns around, it'll run towards me, right? But instead of running towards me, trying to get to me, it falls off a cliff, and it dies, and I earn an automatic, like, 11,000 runes. And so I repeated that, you can repeat this because it's fairly close to the Lost Grace, and it will respawn every time you sit down the Lost, like a Lost Grace and stuff. So I've done, I did that all throughout this week to where I spent like maybe a couple hours. I at one point I think I gathered like about five million runes or something like that at one point because of uh, doing that over and over again. And what's kind of funny is during the nighttime, sometimes you'll have a couple enemies that'll have these glowing yellow eyes. Which means they get you earn more runes by killing them. So there were randomness where I had one of the little guys like actually had yellow eyes and stuff, and I earned an automatic ten thousand on top of the eleven thousand I earned. So oh, that was nice. that was just one of those issues. But after the grinding, I decided today, like early early morning, to go back into the over, into the overworld and stuff 
because I wanted to check out a couple of different things. One is I wanted to try to power up my scimitars, my dual wielding scimitars. And by doing that, I had to collect, like basically earn a couple different things to enable me to purchase smithing stones from this particular vendor inside this round table sort of hub area that I'm in. In order to do that, I had to go a couple different places and stuff to get these like these specific type of bells that you present as an offering and that allow that option to happen. And so today, I decided I actually earned the one that'll unlock uh, smithing stones like four and five. And it's like going through this cave, like it's somewhere deep inside this like uh, this uh, area where it's like a whole foreboding shit. You know, it's like that's red sky. There's like these big old dog monsters that are walking around everywhere and stuff. These gigantic looking crows that are like the size of freaking lions and stuff that like that can delve down at you and do this other shit. But uh, yeah, man, what was hilarious is while I'm doing while I'm trying to look for this cave where I'm supposed to be going. I come across this sign, and this sign tells me, it's like, yeah, you want to visit this hut up ahead. And, you know, it's from the uh, game makers and stuff like that. I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, so I'm traveling along. I see this big old dog monster, right? It's like, it has chains around its neck. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to ignore you. I'm going to go ahead and go to this shack. So there's this mage inside this shack. And I'm talking with him, and all of a sudden I see something out of the corner of my eyes. Like, what the fuck's going on? Like, I thought, like, something's, like, attacking the hut. I was like... Oh my god, is that the dog that I ignored that's attacking this damn hut? And the most hilarious part, the damn thing glitched inside of the damn house and it killed the guy I was talking to that was going to give me a side mission. I'm like, what the... At at that point, I'm like, I'm laughing my ass off, dude. Because I've never had it to where an NPC literally dies in front of me because the fucking game decided to glitch at that one moment. It's like, well, I guess that mission wasn't important. <laughs> and of course, I killed the damn dog because, of course, <laughs> you monster, you're a, you're a piece of shit, Gables. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> well, when you have demon dogs ahead, and of course, you know, it's like, well, let them live, let them live, <laughs> you die. But uh, there were a couple of different things that I did want to do on top of getting the smithing stones. Another one was trying to earn better armor for my NPC. Because my whole entire character has only worn like maybe one or two pieces of armor throughout my entire time. And I want to try to get some of the best armor things possible. So I'm in this current timeline to where there's this one particular character that's a sit like sit around where like the round table is at, right? And you can earn his armor by completing a different types of like this long ass side quest to where you have to earn something from a boss called Death Root. And the boss you get to fight, it's basically this kind of skeleton sort of dude that, like, summons other monsters, these skeleton monsters. But he's, like, inside of a miniature boat and stuff, like, in the middle of this swamp. And he's, like, he's very, like, kind of kind of weird and kind of, like, kind of menacing and stuff like that. But uh, Is it Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil 4? Oh, no. Oh, no. It kind of reminds me of, like, uh, like somebody, like... Kind of like the Grim Reaper, like like just paddling down like the river Styx or something like that shit. It has that sort of like gothic sort of look to it. And because of how overleveled I was, I basically invested like 80 points in the dexterity. <laughs> the highest, the cap, is like 99. So highest, I like... My, char- my character build right now, it's like I got... I want to say 40 in Vigor. I have like 22 in Endurance. I have like 60 in Strength and 80 in uh, Dexterity. 
I haven't invested much inside of anything else, unfortunately. I may do that in Faith fairly soon. Because there are a couple different weapons I want to try to try out. But uh, I took out this monster. I took out this big, this freaking boss and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, well, it took me a couple different tries. And I mostly did it on... I mostly did it, like, uh, through horseback because this damn thing tried to... Literally jumps his boat and tries to jump on top of me and do damage, you know? It's like, how the fuck do you get this boat so high in the air? <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, literally inside this pond, inside the swamp and stuff, he can lift this damn... His boat that he's riding on, it, the boat jumps in the air and it'll actually do, like, a fucking pound attack. <laughs> but, uh... That wasn't the only boss I beat during this morning. Another one was a random ruin I came across in the same area where I was trying to get the smithing stone stuff. You have this particular type of ruins, right? And how you can uh how you know there's some sort of secret is there's like a there's like a set of stairs. It has like a torch or something like right in the set of stairs, right? Where you can go down and you can go to like a specific like area. Sometimes it'll have a chest, sometimes it'll actually have a hidden boss room where something's hidden fairly like, uh, well, well, this is a boss room, right? And the moment I walk to this boss room, I have these two giant, like, uh, warriors, right? And they both have pumpkin heads, right? And basically, these are, like, pumpkin head soldiers. And they basically have the bodies of, like, humans, right? But, yeah, they're, like, about ten feet tall. They have these large pumpkin heads. And one has a flail, and the other one has a hammer. And so, I do my summon room. I do one... I've decided to, before I start the battle, have one of my summons and stuff that just basically has these undead soldiers and stuff attack one, distract one while I deal with the other one. So, how my scimitars are structured while I'm doing damage and stuff, it's building up this bleed bar for the opponent. Because I attach these ashes of war onto my scimitars to where it's a bloody slash thing. Where, if I slice them enough times the bleed meter will build up to a certain extent and it'll actually start doing more damage because the meter will be completely full and the HP whittles down quicker as a result. But because if you're playing against a boss and that happens for the first time, it starts becoming longer until that bleed thing starts building again. So it took me a little bit of a while to get this boss battle down, but uh, I managed to beat both of them. And, and, and my reward for this was like earning this crazy-ass like a shield I don't really use, I'm not really using shields at all, so it's pretty much not going to be of much use for me in this playthrough. But uh, the last boss battle that I did before going further with what I wanted to do, you realize, you know that dragon that they showcase like in the beginning portion of that you trailer? You didn't. You fucking didn't. I beat that fucking did dragon. Did you kill the dragon? I killed the dragon. What the f <laughs> you are a garbage human being, Gables. <laughs> You killed you killed dogs and now you're killing dragons, dude. Defenseless, beautiful dragon that's just sitting there, chillaxing. Oh, that hanging out, Max, and relaxing, all cool. <laughs> Maybe playing some b-ball outside of school, and then a couple guys like Gables is up no good, start causing trouble in his neighborhood. He got one little fight. His mom got scared. Now he's you know he's dead. Said, you know, <laughs> he's in, no, yeah, you fucking dick. Kill him with the Bel Air. I'll tell you this. The ba the battle against this dragon was probably the most epic thing I've played in this game so far in terms of a boss battle because you have this huge thing that's gonna that could possibly destroy you in the span of like a couple different attacks right. I had to go and fight this thing on horseback because every time I try to get in on foot, 
the damn thing would swing around and would toss me across the screen like about a good solid like 10 feet from it. And man, it has a couple different types of attacks. It'll launch in the air. It'll flame the entire field unless you're like uh, able to dodge it enough times. It'll have a, it has like a freaking, it'll spit fire and stuff and cover across the main portion of this field. It was so fucking awesome. But the thing about it is there's, there's more than one dragon. I've encountered a couple different types of dragons in this game. All of them look very fucking menacing, but I'll tell you what. Inside that opening area, finally able to take down that dragon that was giving me a lot of trouble, like, like hours ago, like, earlier on last week. I thought that was pretty hilariously cool. But, uh, yeah, at this moment in time, I've... My current update with Elden Ring is 36 hours in. I've gotten a bell thing to, in, like buy a whole bunch of smithing items and stuff. I got a dedicated farm place now to where I can actually have this character's weapons and attacks. You know, weapons like uh, be leveled up and stuff. I have a good leveling spot now. And on top of that, I am dead in the middle of earning a pretty much a pretty awesome armor from what i am been uh, reading into. So that side quest is probably going to be done fairly soon. Other than that, though, I mean, this game has... Like I was talking with Tyler before this thing. This thing has a Skyrim type of quality to it. To where this is the type of game where you'll play and you'll replay in a different way like almost every time. Because this is the type of a choose-your-own-adventure style of game. To where it doesn't give you a blueprint of what you're supposed to do. And like where you're supposed to go or what you can do. I mean, there are obviously places where you can go. And that sometimes the game will advise, oh hey, maybe you... Maybe you can do this, or maybe you can do that to some extent. But you're left on your own to open to explore this open world and do exactly the things that you want to do. There's so many different types of bosses that you can go and meet across just randomly. I mean, hell, me... God, just starting off, you know, like getting the couple of bosses out of the way, then beating that Black Knight, like, last week and stuff through poison damage, and then beating that fucking Gold Knight... In the beginning of that area, too, and getting his halberd spear and all this other shit. And then on top of that, you know, like, defeating some sort of gondola, like, River Styx-like fucking monster and earning, like, death root and stuff as a reward. Which plays in large part to that armor side quest, by the way. But, uh, fucking dragons, pumpkin knights, and stuff like that. These enemies are fucking frequent, and they're always a big surprise, like, in terms of what they'll do and how they'll actually go forth and, like, uh, react to certain things. But I'll tell you what, man. I mean, it, it's actually making me want to play this game more because there is so much shit you can go forth and do and try to collect and try to craft and this stuff. And I haven't even delved into the surface of this game. And I'm already almost 40 hours in. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Elden Ring has been it. And uh, I look forward to what I'll experience next into this game. <laughs> Well, if you're like me and lost a lot of respect for Gables this week, uh, if you want to punish him, <laughs> click that like button on YouTube uh, just to punish him. Uh, it would make me feel a lot better, and Gables would hate it, uh, and I recommend you do it. <laughs> uh, strictly to punish him, click that like button, please, on YouTube. Uh, but if you're not watching us on YouTube, please hit that subscribe, five-star, thumbs-up, uh, shares, whatever you can do to help us out. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you you want to know more about us or see us more places, uh, look in the show notes. Look, uh, click on our link tree, and I'll have you. I'll give you, bring you with a bunch of links to uh, 
wherever we are available on. So uh, all the places we're on, we're, that's where a good place to find us at. Um, to use, uh, it's a good tool to use against on those places. So uh, please check us out on those places. Uh, but like I said, just keep just hammer that fucking like button, and but make sure it lands to the like counts. That's where we know Gables is hurting. <laughs> we know we hurt Gables. It's like every time you hit that like button, it's like a kick to the groin. And that, oh, that yeah, would hurt. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> and you don't deserve it. You shouldn't kill the fucking dragon, <laughs> asshole. Uh, but anyways, I was so sorry, Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, kill a bunch of fucking dragons. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to two-sweep myself because you don't deserve it. So, bye, guys. See ya. Asshole.